Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's Gareth Barger here in place of Stephen um, doing hosting this week. Uh, Stephen is unavailable due to the continual problem that he has uh, relating to his baldness. Um, so he will be back sometime soon, probably, uh, once he gets over that. Um, I'm delighted to say... Uh, we're joined by two wise men say regulars, or maybe one slightly more regular um, in recent times, but he's got time for us now, um, and it's the man with the abacus. It's Chris Weatherspoon. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Gareth. How are you doing? All right, yeah. Good. Y- you? That was, that was very upbeat for a Monday. I'm was, good. Was it? Did yeah. I come across as upbeat, did it? For you, it did. Good, yeah, I know. I'm very conscious of <laughs> Things that. Things have changed. Um, since... I'm very conscious when I'm supposed to be like lead. When I'm supposed to be leading these things, I've got to change the way I approach yeah. it. Um, and obviously, things have changed since I was in this neck of the woods. I, I can know. See. I know. I think last time you were on, we were fifth in League One, probably, and now we're fifth I, I, in I think that is about right. I was trying yeah, to work it out. Probably, I think yeah. it is. Was over it really? Yeah. I think it's over here it's since not. I've done the Monday part. I think it is because. Because the reason I haven't been doing them was because of work. Because I was always in the office on a Monday and I could never get back in time. And um, and I'm I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it was over, yeah. Um, so here I am, yeah, to to no doubt torpedo our good form by appearing on this I'm, podcast. No, I'm sure, I'm sure that won't be the case. And we're also joined by the man with more positivity than May 2020. Sorry, sir. That was quite a bad month, probably for COVID. Let's let's go with that. Um, it's Jimmy Ray. Good evening, Jim. Good evening. That that's uh, that was an interesting. Well, I was wondering where you were going with that. Actually, but uh, yeah, I am. I am very positive. So I suppose yeah. it does highly work. positive. Yeah, which is highly positive. Like. I like it. Yeah, yeah. What we like that's what we like. Um, especially sometimes people give us a bit of a bad rap for being like negative and stuff. When all we do on this podcast is praise, like pretty much like. <laughs> 85% of the things that are happening. But, you know, it, people like that. People like to have a go at you know, about the odd thing, don't they? But, you know, that's what life's about, isn't it? Just arguing with strangers. Uh, that's yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, you know, people accuse us of focusing on the negative when really that's what they're doing by focusing on, yeah. on our small amount of negativity as opposed yeah. to all the positivity. So, so if you're listening, you know. if, you, if you're one of those whingers, Jimmy's right. So there you go. Um <laughs> But anyway, Sunderland played another football match on Saturday um, and drew one all with Bristol City. 
Um, which funny one for me because even though we conceded a penalty in the last minute and threw away the the, the two points, and it's something we've done quite a few times this season. Um, at home, it feels like conceding late in in the game and dropping points. I wasn't too disappointed. Um, why is that, Chris? Mm. Tell me why I wasn't disappointed. I think it was because um, I think we were playing one of the best sides we've played this season, and we pretty much matched them. I would say I, would say, I think a draw was a fair result. Obviously, it was disappointing the manner in which it arrived, and actually, I think really after we scored. Um, we probably did have the chances to wrap it up. Uh, they keep made a couple of good saves from Patrick Roberts. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it was. I, I thought coming at the game, it was going to be a tough game, and um, and I think so approved. They were a decent side. Um, as it, they they were um, a lot better, I thought, than they were when we played them down there. And I, I know that was only two games in the season, so teams can be finding their feet. But yeah, I, I thought we we um, yeah, I thought we, I thought we more than matched them. And um, I think really and one of the reasons for the positivity is I, I don't think there's been many instances in the entire season where we where we kind of out of our depth. I think the second half against Burnley is the one that stands out. Otherwise, even in the games we've lost, I think we've had significant periods of looking good. And that, and that was the same again on Saturday. I thought, I thought it was much of a muchness for most of it then. Our our friend Jack Clark, the most frustrating mm-hmm. man in the championship, scored the most <laughs> frustrating goal I've seen in a long time, and um, and after that, yeah, I, I thought we really stepped it up. I, I think to to be honest, the only thing that got me a little bit was I th- I thought we got a little bit cocky. I thought we kind of we were kind of admiring our work a little, and I'm kind of in two minds about this because I think that's part of what makes this team good. Like they've they've obviously there's a lot of flair, there's a lot of confidence in that. But I thought maybe Saturday was potentially the one time where I don't know, not not just on the field, maybe us in the stands as well. We all, I think we maybe thought the job was done, and it, it obviously it turned out it wasn't. But I, I think it was I another thing. It was like I was sitting there going. But did you not get that vibe from people around you and <sighs> some of the things that were going on, on the pitch? There was a bit of showboating going on at one point. For which... me, it was, it was. I don't think. It was, I mean, we play like the same way in the first minute as we do the ninety first minute, don't we? That's the, that's the thing. It's you know, they're not going to, they don't generally <clears throat> adapt the way they play. It's yeah. just kind of like, I know we've managed games out at, in, at times, but generally when, if the ball breaks to an, an area um, and there's an opportunity to play some um, sort of first time passes to get out of that situation and try and break, then they'll do it regardless. So um, I know what you mean. Is it a case? Is it just? I mean, I don't know what you think, Jim. Is it a case that, um, you know, we 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 don't manage, we we don't change the way we we play to to manage a game out generally. We'll, we will just, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I continue. think overall, I think I think we have um, possibly in some other games maybe a bit more done a bit more. I agree with Chris to an extent. I thought. Funnily enough, I had similar thoughts against Middlesbrough after we scored the first one. I thought there was periods where we where we sort of maybe dallied on the ball a bit too long, tried, tried a bit too much intricate stuff, and obviously we got the second goal um, from you know obviously that we didn't get on Saturday. But yeah, I agree with you, Gareth, as well. I think in general we don't like to change the way we play, which is fair enough. I think Bristol City did enough to, to equalise, although 
I must at the same time say, like, you know, we, we weren't far off getting what would have been a fairly, you know, fair, well, but I don't, I don't know if I want to say it, was a, it would be fair as well. I think it probably agree with Chris. Maybe a draw was fair, but I think had we won 1-0, there wouldn't have been many complaints yeah. from Bristol City about it. I think it was it was a mistake from, obviously, from Hume to give away the penalty and also in the build-up, um, a couple of players letting, you know, let, I think it was Dan Neal, wasn't it? Let the, let the runner get away from him and stuff. And I think it's, they're the kind of, like, sliding door moments that, that, that you know when you play against a good team like Bristol City where you know they can't punish you even that late on in the game to be honest um, I don't think that um, I, I wasn't particularly downhearted it was, it's obviously annoying to concede that late I think that that changes the context of it um, but if you look at the context of, of the week we had um, and even the most of that game we, we've played we played yeah. pretty well I, there's not too much to to worry me I wouldn't suggest it, about the concession it's more annoying, isn't it, when you've been crap in a game and you fight, you've somehow managed to get yourself in front, and then you give it away. Then yeah. that's not that's annoying because you haven't played well in the game, and and you're coming yeah. away going, oh, like I didn't enjoy that. Um, and we can see in the last minute where I thought I thought that was arguably the best game of football. Um, that I saw at the stadium this season, and it was I cut the game a few weeks ago as well, actually, which was pretty, which is a pretty good game. Um, but I can't remember which one it was. But quite I've read it, read them were really good to watch. I really, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, there it was, certainly there wasn't that. Side. It was a home, oh, game, that, it was a home game that I, we won. I, 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 I stand with Paul Ince. <laughs> no, no, I agree. I th- I agree. And it this was is game, why, like, what was the game a few weeks ago where it was like quite tasty and there was like. Get, it was getting a bit. There was some challenges going in, and it was getting a bit daft. I can't remember which game it was, but um, Swansea game. No, it wasn't that one. It was a game we won. I can't remember what it was. Never mind. Uh, this, is how, this is how old we're getting. Yeah. Never mind. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. No, it wasn't that because I was there and I missed that game because because of the old, the old vid. Oh, yeah. I was very positive that day, Jamie. I can't tell you. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look up who we played now. Yeah, I thought you know I thought um I know it's funny Chris you said we we matched them. Sorry, yeah we uh, we matched them. But would do you not think we're in a scenario now like echoing some of the thoughts of the people on 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 the reaction? We're an established championship team now, and it felt as though actually yeah. they were probably they were matching us, and they were probably at half time thinking, oh, we've come away to a team in the top six here and played pretty well, and we're in a good run of form and. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting the um the manner in which like expectations and kind of um yeah what what we think we are and what other teams think we are has like really, really shifted in the last six months or so. Um I think and this is why what I said before about us showboating a bit, I didn't really want it to come across as a negative because like you say, it's it's the way we play it. it and and it's a very results based comment, really. I mean, if we'd won that game one nil and we'd been showboating, it probably wouldn't have even come up here. So it's it's certainly not a, a big criticism or anything. And and I think um I think it's a testament to the manager, to the to the players, to the people who've assembled the players, that like there is a lot of confidence running through the team. I mean, we've we've seen both sides of it when you've got like a really young team, you can have what we appear to have now, which is pretty much even when they have a setback they're not really cowed by it they they they, they keep going um we 
Gareth, I know you've talked at length about this. Jack Clark's a shining example of that. It doesn't matter how many times he gives the ball away or or whatever or makes a wrong decision, he'll keep coming in. And I think the whole team's like that. And and I think, to be honest, this season, certainly for me, I know Mr. Positivity uh, <laughs> on the on the pod here uh, had much higher expectations for the season than I did and quite a lot of us did. Um because really at the start of the season the expect well the hope was survival. Now that feels like we were all underplaying our hand quite a lot. And um yeah I, I would agree. I, I think I thought it was a really enjoyable game. I thought I thought they had some really good footballers. I think Alex Scott's mm. excellent. I thought that I thought Mimetti, who, mm. who you've he was told, great in the, first half, in the past oh, yeah, yeah I, he I was. Think, I think he, I really like him. I think he's I, he, he, he fit into our team him. pretty well. I think. You know? Yeah, I, I I would have been really interested in having like he was the kind of player I was thinking. If you're gonna, I know he played wide, but he can't. He was playing through the middle for Wickham. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'd I would have like how I mean I don't, I don't know how much he cost Charlton, but you kind of think. Surely we would have gone and, you know, attracted a, like someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's he got did, something I, about I him. Thought, to be honest, I thought the the lad up front for them against two two of the best centre halves in the championship. I think we're fair, fair to see now in Barton Ballard. I actually thought like Bell up front for them acquitted himself quite well. Considering he's yeah, only yeah. twenty years old, I thought he put himself around. Uh, they were a good side, and but like you see, I think yeah, maybe we get away from seeing we match them. Because really, I mean, we've seen it multiple times where teams are coming here now and they're kind of treating us like the club that we all think we should be treated like. You know, they're coming here and they're, they're kind of deferring to us and they're, they're like wasted time and putting 10 men behind the ball at times. And I think I think one of the the, the big things that's come out of this season actually is it, it does certainly on the field feel like the club is finally getting back to acknowledging what it's meant to be. Do you know what I mean? Like like we've we've got we've got a lot of young players in there with a lot of talent and that. And you have to think, especially if the tales we hear about them having a fairly strict wage budget are true, you have to think that they're here because of the stature of the club and because yeah. they can see they can see a plan and they can see they can see what we're doing. And yeah, I mean got the match this season has been night and day. Like even from last season, I know that towards the end of last season we had a lot of fun, but I think we've talked about this before where really in league one you didn't really get anything great because bar the playoff final you got if if you lost games it was horrendous and if you won games it was well we expect to win games like, exactly you didn't really get those highs whereas this season this season's been a bit of a free hit and i think yeah even i think a lot of people's reaction to saturday is really positive in that you know we, we conceded late on and i think um historically that's the sort of thing that you get people complaining, you get people blaming the manager for substitutes, you get people scapegoating someone. Actually, the vast majority of the reaction I heard on Saturday and speaking to people since has been, yeah, you know what? Like, okay, fair enough. Like we played really well again. We've been entertained. We've had a good day. Like, and I, I think <laughs> it's weird being this positive. I think, I think yeah, I think to add, just to quickly add on to that, I think um, part, of, part of the reason for that has been, um, Obviously, like the context, the context of, of, of the run we're on in terms of like you know, a, a win would have been great, but realistically, um, seven, seven points in the in the nine is is still a really good return, and you can't win every game, and sometimes things will go against you. We're not going to have every penalty against us saved, and 
And for me, it was very much a case of like, my initial part of the game as well. We're just going to go and put it right on, on Tuesday at Rotherham. And I think that's that's been kind of the outlook I've had, I've heard from other fans as well. I think I agree with you, Chris. You'd expect, obviously, people are going to be happy that we conceded the goal, but it's nice to see that it's not resulted in like, you know, major negativity and pessimism because obviously previously that's been a, been a thing that that's kind of, that, can, that can feed into the club as well. I think, and obviously in terms of pressure on young players and stuff, but I think the recognition of what we're actually doing at the minute in the in the wider context of of other teams in the league and and also what we as a club can do, I think people people are obviously seeing it. And Nigel Pearson kind of echoed a bit of that. I think after the game, he said it was two young, vibrant teams in a really good game of football. And I think he's at least I think I agree with him. He said either team could have won it. Draw was probably I fair, think, and, I, and I think I agree with that. And yeah, it's interesting that the transformation for them in in that they were they've gone from that it tends to be a team of that sort of experienced championship players to then now a lot of those players seem to be on the bench or whatever and a lot of the starting players are sort of young prospects um and they've had an upturn in in results but on on I mean a couple of things I mean the penalty so I mean it was definitely a definite penalty but I'm wondering when I saw yeah. back, I was like, it was a definite foul on Hume before the penalty, and I wonder if he's, you know, like a bit like when a player falls on the falls on the um, ball and handballs it because they think they've been fouled, and then they give a free kick yeah, away yeah. for handball. It felt a bit like that where, like watching yeah. the bat, he's gone like, oh, well, I've been pulled back, it's a foul on me, and then he's fouled him back, but the referee's obviously not given the first foul, but he's given the second one. Um, and obviously we've been punished on that, but I mean, I thought the referee again was just low key diabolical, like just crap. <laughs> like he was the one. Maybe I got his name wrong or whatever earlier in the season and mis misappropriate some of his dreadful officiating. Um, but he, it I think is the the one who we when we did the episode the Darren Drysdale is a mag one. I think it's called. <laughs> it's that. It was that same referee. Um, and he but not was, Darren, not but Darren, not Darren Dry, certainly not him. No, um, he was just <laughs> crap. He was just so bad. Like, like it took him about seventy minutes to book somebody, and there was just like loads of like cynicals, like cynicals fouls from like the same players and stuff like that. So it was just he was just rubbish. Um, and obviously, I think Pearson said the same. And you, you look. That that penalty was a penalty, yeah, but I think it sh- it should have been a foul. But on the um, point I was going to make about the subs, it's interesting that they brought on Cornick, Wyman, and Wells. Um, and you know, it's a that is a difference, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, in in, in terms we... of the option that we've got. Then we'll come on to Gal Hart in a bit, I'm sure. And um, we'll we'll talk about the the um Barney between well, mild Barney between Eleanor and Mick on the reaction. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's it it, it oh, some people are gonna this is you know the fifteen percent bit that people pick up on. Get ready yes. if you take and if you if you're one of those people who gets likes to hold they're gonna, on they're that, gonna love this. Get your notepad and pen out because here it comes. Um, <laughs> just, I just can't believe that 
no but like well there's no nobody would come here because they wouldn't get in ahead of and then they've got Vyman, Wells and Cornick on the bench. Yeah, but we all we all know that's rubbish, don't we? I, I think... Yeah, we I think we do, but it just they've got those three players on the bench. And Vyman was yeah. their top scorer last season. Wells has always been a handy player at this level. Um yeah. Cornick. I, mean, I, think... I was surprised Luton sold Cornick because whenever I've seen him highlights of Luton games, he looked really good for them. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's interesting. Well, I think I think we've probably all agreed that, and I think most people would agree. Hopefully, the the one kind of glaring miss so far in a pretty stellar recruitment policy is up front. Um, I think. And I don't, I don't think that's exclusive to us. I think having one on one striker is fairly exclusive to us. But I think, like, even you look at the clubs who've done what we appear to be trying to do, and like Brighton are a good example. Brighton have struggled for years to get a, a good striker in, um, or certainly a striker who can score goals. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're probably retreading all ground a bit, but I fully agree. Like, I think, um, that is what's going to limit us. And you said we'll get on to Gelhaar. I think we might as well not. I think it, he's only four games in, so I'm loath to kind of write him off. In fact, I probably have more sympathy with him than a few things, a few people that I'm seeing. I think the, one of the issues with Gelhaar and one of the things that kind of resonated when Eleanor and Mick were having the discussion about whether he was a bit of a Will Grigg. I'm, I'm not too sure about that, but I do think one of the echoes is the kind of pressure that he's under like yeah. certainly when Greg when Greg came in he was put under immediately put under an awful lot of pressure he was effectively Josh Madge has gone you're a goal scorer get us promoted and that and that mm-hmm. was basically all all he'd done his shoulders immediately now I don't think anyone's expecting us to get promoted but Ross Stewart's injured and now it's all on Gelhart's shoulders to play up front and I think really what I think what's been pretty apparent over the last four games, and again, it it is only four games, um, is that we've kept playing the way that we did when Stewart was up front, but Gelhart doesn't have the same attributes as Stewart. You know, like I mean, Stewart runs the channels, which I'm sure Gelhart is capable of doing, but I think the big difference is Stewart has much more of a physical presence. Now, Gelhart, for better or worse, doesn't have that. And I think it, it just makes him a lot easier to, to defend against. And I think really, I, I thought Saturday was pretty, I, I, I kind of certainly against Ren, he was up against two huge center halves and you kind of like, well, okay. I thought Saturday actually, um, it was pretty apparent like how isolated he was. And it was kind of like, look, I'm not going to say he had a great game, but I don't think we did him any favors. And the funny thing is the one time we did get him linked up and get him involved, he set the goal up. So yeah, he, well, definitely... he did well for the goal, but that was more of his own making, wasn't it? He dropped deep and spun yeah. that nice yeah, pass exactly. on the corner and then took the took the one two, didn't he? And yeah. perfectly weird pass for Clark. Um so yeah, I mean he's got ability, but it, you've just got to he has scored. You can talk about he was wanted by every club in the championship, whatever the comment was. Well, every other club in the championship's got three or four or five or six strikers um and you know the like you say the pressure factor of him being the only one is going to be something and he also has only scored about three goals in his career we're asking yeah, I mean, him to come here essentially and score 
seven, eight goals probably till the end of the season, aren't we? Realistically, um, it's not. I don't think that's, and that's probably being a con- conservative. I would say probably for in terms yeah, I mean, of the he, return. He, he was he was signed, wasn't he? Obviously, before Stewart got injured, um, and I imagine it was probably with an idea that he'd. Play with probably play with Stuart to be fair. Yeah, I would imagine I think, more, more yeah, than anything. I think, I think certainly a, yeah. he, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have uh, been signed to replace Stuart. But the, obviously that's the situation we leave ourselves in when we with only having Stuart at the time of San Gelhart. So that's that's where the depth thing comes into it. Really, so I think for me, I kind of agree with with what with with Chris. I think it's, it's four games, quite a small sample size. I think yeah. he. Um, I don't think I, I've seen some Chris. I, I I don't really. I'm loath to say. I don't think he's he's good or and then so some people sort of saying he he's not going to work out. I don't quite know how anyone can see into the future uh, in that regard. I think it's, it, I think he'll adapt. He, the more he plays, he's obviously not played a lot of first team football before he came here, and he's he's you know he's finally got like a tangible like sort of um, marker with the assists. So hopefully that'll give him some confidence as well. It was pretty much the last thing he did before he, he went off, wasn't it? So hopefully. He's finally got something um, he can hold on to in terms of confidence, because confidence for anyone, especially a young player, he he with the pressure he's under. Um, I just think he needs to play and, and keep playing him. And I, and I well, think that that yeah, obviously I, I know. I, well, yeah, I, I did. I, I know that. I'm aware of that. What I kind of meant was that for him, like he'll want that hopefully, and yeah. he's going to need to because uh, there's no think, point in just writing him off now. Because no, I don't think anyone's writing him off. I well, no. I think you know after I think when you get near games in. I just think it's been hasn't been like to me the concern I've got is I wouldn't say there's been you did better against QPR um, yeah. than the other three games, but at the same time, I'm like I haven't seen. I'm thinking oh he's a bit rusty, and then it's like the next game comes. I'm like oh well, he's only played two games, and the next mm. game comes you're like oh he was a bit brighter there, and the next game comes and he's more like the first two games. You're like well, I think maybe we've been spoiled this season because we say we've had a player like. Um, you know, someone like Mishu, who I, I thought on Saturday that was his best all round. He was great, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, in terms of his physical um contributions to the game, um, and he seemed to, you know, that self belief of you know I'm going to drive through, you know, a gap into space and think like we was doing stuff like that that he hasn't really done yet. And I just thought his all round performance in that respect was the best for the club, and it was really good. But more the point. You know, you're looking at him and a lot of the players where they've had these young players where they've had four or five games and the, the marked improvement from game one to game five. It's like, it, it is, it is, you're talking like it's wow, like he, he looked a bit weird when he first came in. And now it's like how you can't drop him, sort of thing. Whereas with Gellar, I think he's probably come from a Premier League club with more expectation. He's played more games at the, at the, at this level and he's coming. He just looks a bit, yeah. looks a little they were, bit. They, they were kind of eased in though, whereas Gelhart's kind of been yeah. thrown in. I know, think Mishu had time, didn't need to be eased in. Gelhart's not had that, which is maybe why he's not improved yeah. as quickly as Mishu. I mean, I'm not. I say I'm not. Think... I'm not trying to dig the lad out. I'm just trying to find, think about, you know, in, in the context of, of of the situation. I think you know that I, I would. I think on Chris's point, the pressure um, that he'll be under, and I think it's interesting as well that he's been. Subbed off in every game, um, and that's obviously going to be a fitness thing. But you know, you were looking yeah. at strike like Stewart would play like ninety five minutes every week. Yeah, so, I mean, let's let's remember like Ahmad didn't really look yeah. great in the first 
probably in the first couple of months. I think it was the Luton game that was his first, mm-hmm. what you could say, good game. I know he scored the week before against Burnley, but I think what you could call his first actual good game. And even then, I think it was more in the second half. I remember in the first half watching him jump away from a tackle, which is light years away from him making tackles in our own box like he did on Saturday. So yeah. I know I know what you're saying. And I, and it's certainly a different situation because I don't think there was as much pressure on his shoulders. And But I, I, I just think it's, and I think we're all agreeing here, to be fair, I, I think it's just a bit too early really to, to see whether he is going to be a success. And I, I certainly think nobody himself included, Leeds certainly included, and us certainly included, would have expected or hoped this would be the situation when we did sign him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, the one bit of research I did for this podcast was to look up and see how that Andrus Nemeth, Nemeth has, has done yeah. since oh, signing yeah. for Hamburg. And he's um, in the four games Hamburg have had since the winter break. He's only played 30 minutes which doesn't sound great until you hear that he's actually scored two goals in those 30 minutes. So mm. I think... Hamburg still in kind of, are, they, are they still in Bundesliga too? Or they, are they gone yeah, they're, they're, they're second in the league currently. So they're pushing. Indeed. They yeah. seem to have a pretty... From, from the minimal research I did, they seem to have a pretty settled team and they're just bringing him on for bits and bobs. But he, he scored twice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's, that's but, the situation well, you want your young, your young striker to be in, really, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I kind of took a bit of heart from it, really, because it's obviously you kind of like, oh, well, could he have been scoring those goals here? But in a way, you kind of look and think, well, again, very, very small sample size, only 30 minutes. But like, well, maybe they, they can't spot a goal scorer. They've just not been able to get one in through the door. And That's I, a good point, actually. We can get in. We can get into why that might be. That might be one of the limitations of what they're currently trying to do, and I think there's a potentially obvious answer. But if we get away from that, it, I, I think the vast majority of the players they brought in have turned out pretty well. They, there's always going to be the odd dud, but I would say, on balance, like they've, they've probably got about ninety percent of them right so far. So with Gelhard, I don't know. We'll see. Like, like I say, there, there are circumstances. I mean, let's be honest. Like Will Will Grigg had scored goals in, in League One, had scored plenty of goals in League One. There was various reasons why he didn't score them here and it wasn't all because he was a bad footballer. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Gelhart. But um, yeah. the problem is, as as we kind of just laughed about there, is whereas Moby is obviously, I mean, sounds like for the Rotherham game tomorrow night, he's, he's going to rotate again because he has to because there's so many games. Doesn't really get the luxury of that. With Gelhart, or or if he does, it means shoehorning someone in up front that doesn't play up front. So I don't know. I I, I do I do feel like it, the whole situation isn't doing him any favors, unfortunately. Well, I think you've got to keep playing him in every game for the obvious reason, but also <clears throat> for that because you get he's had a few chances the last few games, and you know. Rotherhamer, what third, fourth, bottom? We hit the bar with a really good. Chance, it was it? it was a good effort, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but the the two he's missed where he's had time to think about it. He, he should have scored on Saturday from yeah. that cut back, and he should have scored when he at QBR when he took it with his left foot when he should have gone across the keep with his right. But mm-hmm. again, it'll come in time. But... I'll be a... Go on. The worrying one for me on Saturday was sorry was um. I'm not worrying one, but the, the more disappointing one was, you know, when Roberts 
put the ball across with his right foot. Mm. That was like that was on a plate for a striker. Was that when he took he took he took that touch, didn't he? He just sort of like hit it. He always was going. Yeah, he hit it really far up, like a really weird hit on the ball. No, so this, but no, this was the one where he didn't he didn't get there. So the ball like flashed across the six yard box. Oh, and oh okay. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he just and he wasn't. Maybe I'd, I'd have maybe if I see it back, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe he just I, I haven't seen it back for whatever reason, but it it just it was right in line with me, and it was like the sort of ball in that you want as a striker, you want, and just the fact he wasn't there, you're like, oh, that's 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 your opportunity. But I'm sure well, let's hope he gets let's hope he gets that, a lot. you know yeah, let's hope he gets that yard of sharpness in his head in the next you know because that's what it is. It's probably not the body now. It's probably the that that mental. You know, getting into those scenarios um, and creating those opportunities for himself um, when the ball does come in. We'll finish this half, um, seeing as two members of the Jack Clark fan club are here in myself and Chris. Um, we should talk about him because <laughs> he has had a bit of stick recently, and I mentioned about potentially giving him a rest um, against QBR. Um, in, in which he scored twice, so I'm glad they didn't. Um, but you know, I just think he's brilliant. Like he's so brave on the ball, and he wants the ball all the time, and he just wants to dribble at people. And so exciting, I think, to watch. Like he's like you know, like a peacock, isn't he? Like running, like yeah, sort of upright. He's very like I've said it before, but he's, he reminds us so much of Chris Waddle. I don't know if it's just. Like the way he just looks exactly like when he runs to the ball, then I just and his goal was it said it was very much a took us back to Alan Johnston when he used to cut in from the left and, and yeah. put it into the top corner, and it was very much a finish in that mould. And you know, as soon as he hit it, it was it just arrowing in, and you know, it, you know, he's just. I think he. It's, I'm glad that. You know, people are looking at his numbers and going, "Yeah, he's been a bit flaky at times," but you don't get numbers like he's got this season without firstly having some ability, and second, giving yourself opportunities to to make them happen. And you know, he's he's consistently a threat, and you'd absolutely hate to play against him, wouldn't you? It'd yeah, just a, I mean, it'd just be a nightmare. He's so direct. I- yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, can I can I join the fan club as well? You can. I'm assuming you're already in it. I mean, you're in every. Yeah, well, all players are in your. You're a part of all the players' fan clubs. That's true. Actually. No, I just think yeah, I agree with you completely. I think he's um, he's just something that he, he's he's kind of he's he's, he's he's different in style to a lot of the wiggers in the league. I think he's pretty much like he's certainly one of the best. Uh, both both kind of with the tangibles, with the numbers, but also like just to watch and just tell. He's 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 so he's so much better than a lot of the players he's coming up against. And goals like you get like on Saturday, it's like this, you know, it just he deserved to win a game. I think that's you know, that was a goal that deserved to win a match. It's really quite unfortunate for him personally, I think, that it didn't. I mean, obviously I know he you he scored, you know, obviously he knows I've scored plenty more like that in his career, but um yeah, I just I just think he's class and that it's not really something I've ever thought about. Um, before the discourse recently that he wasn't good. I've always thought he's, you know, he's 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 been one of our better players and I was quite surprised that some people didn't seem to think it, but he's definitely shown what he can do and long may it continue. I mean you've got to, you've got to remember as well, he's done a job 
in he's been, he's played wing back, obviously out now winger. He's played through the middle at times. Um and he's you know, he's apart from obviously the centre forward situation when he's been asked to play there, he's done all right, especially second half against um Swansea where he was asked to play through the middle of second and, and he actually did this he scored an excellent goal in that game as well. Um but certainly, you know, you think about from from wing back and when you when you watch him as a winger, out and out winger, you would think he'd never be able to do a job wing back, but he was pretty great when he played there as well. Um I think yeah. certain I think if certain can come back into the team, we might see him a bit more consistency from him in um in in the in the game. Um, I think they've got a really good relationship, and I think personally, I prefer Sergan over Elise. But yeah, no, I I would agree with that, and I think you've kind of touched on a pretty important point around Clark and that Clark <laughs> Clark been pretty much doing it by himself out, out on the left wing for much of the season. Um, I mean, obviously, like this isn't a knock on Ahmad and Roberts, but they they complement each other really well, so naturally. Ahmad drifts over to that side, which is great, and they're, they're fantastic to watch. But I think maybe that's where some of this criticism of Clark stems from, because he is he's, he's doing it all by himself, and I think I think he's fantastic football. I, I think he's great. I think for his age, I think people forget he's only just turned twenty-two. I think, um, like we've said, like he never he never stops trying. He never stops trying things. He never he never stops running at people. He's one of those players who, when he gets on the ball, you kind of I don't know. You you're expecting something to happen, and it, it, like the the excitement gets to you because they're the sort of players that really we probably haven't had enough of down the mm-hmm. years. And um, yeah, I thought I thought the goal the goal on Saturday kind of summed him up. He'd been a bit quiet, you know, like never hides, but he had been a bit quiet. And then I'll, he pulls that out. He, he's a very very good footballer, and I think I tweet this after the game, and it wasn't just about him; it was about a couple of others. But except for all the talk around like previously around like getting a big bid for Stewart. It's going to be players like Clark as well. I, I think Patterson, Ballard, Dan Neal and Clark are your four, who if they keep going on the trajectory they're currently on, those are the players that you're going to be fighting teams off for. Because, I mean, look at like, we know it didn't work out from at Spurs. I, I would argue he was a bit unlucky, really. He signed for Pochettino, who was a manager who had a decent reputation for bringing through young players. Within a few months, he was gone and they hired Mourinho, who does not have that reputation. And, and I think he's kind of up against it from the start there, but there was obviously a player in there. I remember watching him when he played for Leeds and thinking he was excellent. I think he was only 18 mm-hmm. then. Um, yeah, he, he's a fantastic footballer. And he's, I think, with, after Saturday now, if you take centre-forwards out of it, he's got the second most like goal involvement, so like goals and assists of anyone in the division. And the one who's one ahead of him is Nathan Teller, who's literally a Premier League footballer because he's on loan from Southampton. So, um, and yeah. he's playing for the team that's running away. He's playing for the team that's running away at the top of the league. So I think even even if you wanted to like like criticise him, and that, I mean the the figure the the stats speak for themselves. That's not even getting into like the more convoluted stats that some people kind of dismiss. Like ultimately, he's scoring goals and he's setting goals up. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's an incredibly important player for us, I think. And we also sign him on my Wendy, which is great because it means I'll never forget my anniversary. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we've eulogised enough, probably, about Jack Clark. Um, 
So we'll have can a we little not just br- keep going. <laughs> well, we can talk about what is the damage he's going to do to Rotherham. Um, so we'll have a little break, and when we come back, okay. we'll have a quick Sounds preview good. of the Rotherham game. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. So another midweeker. Um a trip to I think a fourth bottom Rotherham team who quite incredible when you think about, you know, we go back to April um last year and we had an absolute we battle with them at home to get it's just something out of the game with that own goal. Um, and now we're fifth from top and they're fourth from bottom. Um, and it's, I know they lost the manager, um, but it just goes to show again when, you know, I, mean, I think we're looking at the stats before the season saying I think the highest finish in the last four years of teams who come up from the playoffs was 15, which is Blackpool and the other three teams had been relegated. Um, I think we're safe now. <laughs> it's a fair say. 49 Good points, hope. I probably do, yeah. Um, but it's it just it it really does you know the fact you know when you, you're looking at right a lot of stuff taught this week this time last year in League One we were fifth um, just getting into the playoffs um, and now we're fifth in in the championship and probably and probably looking better for getting in the playoffs than we did we did um, in uh, in League One which is it's just quite an amazing effort really. Um, so it'd be nice to go there and really show, you know, what what we're about and make them think, well, what have they done that that we haven't? Um and we've got to be confident going there but on the way they're playing and obviously the the the, the two respective league positions. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm going um tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's quite you know, it's quite I mean the the result wasn't great last year, but it was quite a good quite a good away day rather than so um looking forward to that. And I think that really we've just gotta like I said before, just use it as an opportunity to put Saturday right in terms of like the confidence will still be there in the team. You'd imagine we didn't play badly at all on Saturday, like you say, Gareth, looking at the league table. Looking at the way we're playing versus them, I think there'll be there's a confidence among the fan base. I think there'll be a confidence among the squad as well. Um obviously we'll need to make changes, but um, yes, it's certainly a game that I think if you want to put put a result right like like we do from Saturday, I think it, it, there's not there's not a, it's not a bad one for the players. 
Yeah. Jim, I'm just laughing because I think you're the only person I know who could describe a 5-1 defeat in the third <laughs> tier of English football as not great. You know, it was all right. Was, <laughs> That's true. Was, yeah. was, wasn't the best day out, but, you know, we had yeah. a nice time. Um, no, but I, I agree. I think, um, I think to be honest, like, I hope this doesn't come across as disrespectful to Rotherham, but I think, like, clubs kind of have a natural ceiling um, bar any kind of external changes and stuff. And, and I think probably just scraping by to stay up in the championship is probably theirs. I think that's been borne out over the last couple of years because they've yo-yoed her back and forth. Would this be the third time they've gone down if they went down this season in the last the, six the years fourth. or something? Might it be the it's fourth? A, yeah, they, they've, they've gone down multiple times. And, and I think, I kind of tried to allude to this earlier, but I think one of the big positives from our perspective this year is like to to a certain extent anyway we do at least seem to start to be leveraging like the size of the club again um like like you say i mean we came up through the playoffs last year um i'm not going to say we spent no money but we all know that they're they're trying to run a tight ship they're not they're not going to blow the bank and stuff so I think the fact that we can attract some of the players that we have like jack clark for example like patrick roberts you could never see them playing for Rotherham United. You couldn't really see them playing for Wigan Athletic now that Wigan aren't in, in the Premier League, obviously. And and those were two teams that finished ahead of us last year. So I think like it, it's a real positive that we've kind of pushed on in that manner. And look, I, I think it's nothing less than we should, in the long run, nothing less than we should expect. I think we all expect to be a division above where we are now, but... I think just um, like I said at the start, the expectation for us was kind of just survival. The fact that we're pretty far ahead of that now is like, I, th- I think they deserve a lot of credit, but it, I think it also reflects the size of the club and what the club is. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've been far too positive here. So we're going to set ourselves up for a fall, but really t- tomorrow night is, is another chance to kind of make, make that abundantly clear well, it's, it's, I, I don't want it's funny isn't it because we've gone from we've started the season gone from like a bit of the positive results under both managers um and we've kind of gone oh this is this is a bit of a shock it's quite this is quite nice and then now it's gone like we've gone to like oh kind of fancy ourselves in most games and this is nice and then but if it keeps being nice what's going to yeah. happen is with 10 games to go it's going to be like Oh, <laughs> there's something on. There's like something on this now, because oh, I think up to now it's not that there hasn't yeah. been something on it. You just go game to game and enjoy it. But if you get like thirty five, thirty eight, forty games in year seven, six, fifth, fourth, yeah, you'd be like, oh, like we there's something. This it we've gone through a season of well, it doesn't matter what happens to. Oh, we've we've got something to ha- to go at here, and yeah, yeah, you know, hopefully think... tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow night to step towards that anxiety, and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it has been weird going to the games completely anxiety free, like for four yeah. years. That's it. We're not one, comfortable. It's just, it's just too. It's just been every week. You're like, well, if you lose, oh. everyone hates you and thinks yeah. you're pathetic and a joke. Yeah. If you win, everyone thinks you're arrogant and pathetic and, you you know, heard, well, it's funny, you, you shouldn't be down here anyway. Um, you know, you're going on like idiots because you've beaten Cheltenham or something. 
and it's like that you can't so you, you can't enjoy every game you have to win if you don't it's like an like every every negative result like the worst club in the worst result yeah. in the club history but that's, so that's now it's just well, so now it's just like yeah. oh this is quite nice isn't it it's just we're going and playing some lovely football and you know beating the vast, beating loads of teams and there's potentially an argument that that is also contributing to like how well we're doing because yeah, yeah. there mm. isn't there isn't that pressure now. Now don't get me wrong, I, I think playing in front of over thirty thousand people every week comes with pressure regardless. Well, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, Chris, but like what's about thirty nine thousand there again and at the, at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, yeah. phenomenal, it's phenomenal attendance. Like, yeah, it is. I know people. Especially... Some people do mourn about the fact. Oh well, you know, we should have. You know, sorry, in the Premier League, it, even when we were doing pretty well, there was, was, you know, you were talking probably like 42, 43. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you can't be happy with the fact that 39,000 people turning up every week, then, yeah, you know, you probably, you need I think to when it, I, Especially when, you know, you used I think to go when people watch, have to. You know, you used to go and walk apart and watch us play mid, you know, people say, all oh, the way attendance drop off midweek or whatever. You know, going to Roger Park and watching us play. Grimsby in front of 12,000 people, you know, and draw a nil-nil or whatever. It's like, it's a different world. Do you know what I mean? And I think especially when people have to remortgage every time they put the heating on at the minute, it's especially impressive that we're getting that. But yeah, you can't, I mean, I don't think we ever have, but you you can't knock the support in. It's great. And I think, I think there has been, yeah, that like, like you say, that, the crowd's anxiety free currently. And I, and I do think, I do, I do think some of that must be rubbing off on the players, but the the other point is they're all, they're all kids and you're kind of like, well, as it, as I think I was saying earlier, like we, we've seen the flip side of it where say like under Coleman, we brought in a bunch of kids, but they were, they were pitched in a relegation battle and they all wilted. Whereas we've got kids in the team now who are in it. The club's in a good, the team's in a good position and they're, they're pretty carefree they're, they're, and they're enjoying it. And I, and I think that it's kind of like a virtuous circle. It rubs off on the fans and then the fans rub back off on the players and that. So it's, it, it has, it's been, it's been fun. It's, I think really it's weird that we're talking about this because I don't think any of us probably expect, apart from Jim, expected us to be talking about. To be fair, if, we, if we were, if we were 18 or something, shot. Jim would be going, well, it's quite condensed a division. If we put a run together, we might sneak in the <laughs> well, top yeah. six. Yeah. <laughs> always, always look upwards. Always look yeah, upwards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, but I don't think we, we probably thought we would be talking about it. And But now the, the problem, and Gareth, this is probably what you allude to, I'm starting to have the thought of, well, maybe this is the year that we need to like push on and, and go for it. Like, cause we, we thought this season it was going to be a big step up, but maybe like maybe, but maybe next season's going to be more difficult. Like I did read, I read something in interest, interested to me anyway, the other day that was talking about how quite a few clubs in the division are lumbered with player contracts that they got into before the pandemic and obviously before the world collapsed. And, but quite a few of those will, will leave this summer, yeah. which gives these clubs a chance, gives these clubs a chance to rebuild. Now, there's nothing to say that these clubs will rebuild the way that they should, or rebuild the way that we appear to be doing, because uh, you could argue that the clubs wouldn't have lumbered themselves in the first place if they were smart. But it it just got me thinking, like, oh, is is next season going to be more difficult? But the flip side is, if we can keep this team together, they're a year, they've got a year further, year more experience, they're a year further down the line, they know each other. They know each other and how they play together better. So, um, 
I've always thought this season was a bit of a free hit and it still feels like that. But I agree, Gareth. I think if we get like four, five, six games away from the end and we're, and we're still lingering in the playoff so, spots, it, it might not feel like a free hit anymore. So I, like, I think it's what I've booked. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to um, you haven't. a festival uh, on the sun. Uh, um, I'm going to the Slamdong Festival because I want to see the offspring. So I'm going nice. to this thing in Leeds. Um, and it's the day before the playoff final, so I'm now going. Well, I forgot the overnight mega bus from Leeds. I could, <laughs> I could get a, obviously be in London for like seven fifteen in the morning. And I'm honestly thinking about the logistics well, of well, if we do get the playoff <laughs> final, how am I going to manage my day there? Because I don't you, like I don't want to be like hung over at three a.m. on the mega bus um, going to London, um, and then the like the obviously the the fear will kick in with the hangover um, and I'll probably feel like I'll probably have some sort of breakdown on Wembley Way. Well, um, I went to it. I went to a, day, <laughs> a festival day on the Saturday before the uh, chart or Friday before the Charlton player final and it was honestly <laughs> made made what was going to be a terrible day for everyone. One of the worst oh, times dear. I imagine. Anyway. I was fantastically hungover the entire day. I nearly, I, nearly, <laughs> I, I, I basically nearly burst, burst into tears when Charlton scored at the end and <laughs> I just, then I, 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 you know, when you're that hungover that you can't even eat and you can't even really drink anything. And I was just like, what is life? How I many pints have you had, Jim? Because I, I've seen pictures of you fresh as a daisy after about 20 pints. So, yeah, it was a, it was a long old day um, on that, that music festival today. It was good, like, but um, weekend, <laughs> week, it was, week, it was good. Week, it was good being. But as depressed. weekend planning, uh, as weekend, over, yeah, and losing yeah. the playoff final. No, the, the, it, I meant the, day the, the positive gym strikes again. Oh, it was a great day. We lost yeah. in the last minute well, in the playoff final. And I, I felt think terrible. Getting back to what you were saying before as well, I think I think um, the the consistency with way we, the way we play is something that means that we realistically we we, we can't rule anything out at this stage. We're we're we're, we're just as well placed as a number of other teams are to do it, and um, whether it is like the year to do it or not. I, I, I kind of agree with what Chris says. I think I think that what we've got now is something we need to try and bottle while we can and use. And I don't think I've not seen anything to suggest that we won't be doing that. Um, like I say, the consistency, the, the, the lack of fear we, we play against anyone. If you look at the fixtures we've got, um, there's nothing to suggest we can't continue doing what we've been doing. Um, the road's never smooth, obviously, especially as the pressure builds towards the end. But um, we've got a great group of players and um, it would be a shame for all the good work they've done so far this season to not have something tangible at the end of it. But at the same time, there isn't any real sort of pressure um, insofar as there's no expectation or there wasn't an expectation to build, which is good. But I, I think it'll be more of like a positive expectation as opposed to the League One expectation we had where it was very much like we're doomed every year we don't know. <laughs> the thing is, so, if, we got, if we got to the playoff final, it, it would be like a bit of like a... I think obviously if you got the playoff final, you lost. I mean, what am I talking about? It's ridiculous. Yeah, if you got the playoff final. If you got the playoff final and you lost this year. You'd probably be like, you'd be good, but it wouldn't be like again going back to like the League One years where it always felt like if you, it was a, it's a complete failure to knock up every season. You don't get promoted when you're in that league. It's like layer up on layer of failure and embarrassment. Whereas this yeah. would feel like, although you know, you can you can have a wider conversation if you want about well, why are we happy with being fifth in the championship when before we had the the last four years, we were in the Premier League for ten years, 
and the lowest our lowest finishing position in in um the uh championship after nineteen ninety six was third before getting relegated in twenty seventeen eighteen. So if you look at it that way, it's like, well, why are we happy with this? But in the context of where we are, I think even if, if you did get the playoffs and you got knocked out in the semi-final or the final, Pete would come away from that thing and you know what, we're disappointed, but and we, we've, we've, we, we nearly got there and no, I don't think anybody expected that, even as someone who's positive as Jim who thought would finish eight. <laughs> I think as well, I think the fact that we're actually playing enjoyable football explains yeah. it a lot. Um, like I say, a Saturday disappointing result in the end. Oh, sorry, the manner of the result was disappointing, but we played some really good stuff again. In a, in a look, you've got to you've got to have the results to go with that. But um, for the most part, we've had them this season. But um, I I think that gives them a bit more kind of credit in the bank. And I th- I agree. I think I I think in isolation, you would say finishing fifth in the championship and going out in the semi-finals. I can't believe we're talking about this, but in isolation, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. happen. At the minute, it looks like it should happen because, because we are playing that well, but there's a long way to go. We've got some tough games, but yeah, in isolation, you would say this, this club should be striving for better. And I think that's true, but I think the moment that we're in after what we've just gone through for the last five years, um, it it represents an achievement. I I do think the next season, it will possibly, I don't know whether we might have a bit of a gap in expectation between what we're all hoping happens and what the club had in mind. Maybe they might have to adjust, maybe we will. Um, but without get, that's probably that's a bit far ahead of us now. I think yeah. certainly this season um it, it does it, it feels a bit it feels like a free hit and it feels and it's been very enjoyable. You don't want to do uh, what you're saying is you don't want to do a Barnsley or a Huddersfield. Basically. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't want. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to get in this position and then blow it. And you you want to keep pushing on. You don't want. You don't want to. Even I mean, obviously, but <laughs> Barnsley got relegated and Huddersfield looked like they will. Although although they did win under Neil Warnock on Saturday. Um, but he, I think even if we were to kind of regress to like where I thought would be this season, like seventeenth, eighteenth next year, I I th- I think that would be tough for people to get on board with but like i say that's that's a way off and we're definitely getting ahead of ourselves yeah um but this has yeah, been a good rotherham preview season. doesn't it <laughs> don't know get in the playoff final. <laughs> we're not playing rotherham <laughs> in the playoff final i don't i don't think we'll get there <laughs> don't worry about it uh, yeah well quite the run would the it would be it would be well middlesbrough did it from their position didn't they? i mean what a run they've got on um I mean, you talked about. I tell, I, do you, I, I tell you what's a massive. Sorry. Go on. No, no, go on. I was trying to wrap it up a bit, but you. Go so and just on Middlesbrough. So I know I haven't been on for so long. I can't help myself. Um, no, but on Middlesbrough, like we we made them look terrible, and they, they're probably the fourth team in the yeah. division. But they've been they like they they walked over Sheffield United last week, and I, and it's it's kind of like it's one of those where. And I think it helps that the manager's so understated about it that you're kind of just watching it thinking, is this how is how is this actually happening? How are how are we doing this well? Kind of because he doesn't make any like flashy statements or anything, which is great. And he keeps everyone level-headed. Um, but yeah, I think it's weird. We're getting to a point now where we're gonna have to ta- start taking it seriously. 
I never feel like we talk about how good of a job the manager's done, really. It's kind of gone, not on, I mean, it's ridiculous how it's gone under the radar, but he's, I mean, like I say we shouldn't start talking about it now because we've been on for ages anyway. Um, so, sorry, Tony. Um, you, just, <laughs> you just keep on going. And he said this week, do you think changes, are, do you think we'll just near enough revert back to the midfield to from the uh, QBR game and maybe you maybe he'll, will he drop Ahmad? Will he drop Roberts? I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe it's Pritchard in and then the midfield. Pritchard in QBR maybe. In probably, yeah. Pritchard. Do you think Ahmad will be? I mean, I think Ahmad might have been not at the peak of his powers in the last few games, but it's fine. I mean, you know, you can he's not he can't perform at the. It's impossible to perform at the level that he was performing to in that sort of fifteen game purple patch. Um, every time, do you know what I mean? It's just not possible. Um, so maybe you'll take him out again, but I think whoever whoever gets in the side at the moment, um, you know, is going to do a good job, and that's what we've seen. I mean, I think Richard mentioned it. I don't know if he put something out there, but basically, since the six nil defeat, we've not lost a game by more than two goals. Six uh, nil defeat at Bolton, that was. Um, so oh, yeah, we had to clarify that one, did we? Yeah, <laughs> but it's quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lost five on at Rotherham as well, didn't we? That year, so it did. That was just yeah. That wasn't was, great. Six was nil. <laughs> um, but it it is a you know it's an, an interesting. It's a testament to the the work that you know begun in February last year and and where we are now to to get. Yeah, we did concede four to Burnley, um, but we were two 0 up in that game, and you know I feel as though now. If we were two 0 up against Burnley, I think we'd win the game. That's how I feel. That's how I feel like the progress of the team. Um, so we're all confident. Um, yeah, that um, we're gonna win the game tomorrow. I, yeah, I, I think we'll win. <laughs> yeah. Really? Bit of a rhetor- rhetorical <laughs> question for Jim, that really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure, yes. I, yeah, I feel you know. I think you know. The way we are playing and the opposition that we've got, and I think we will win the game. And to win that game and take ten points from twelve, um, knowing we've got a tough, tougher game away to Coventry, and then we've got an, a nasty run of games coming as well. Um, so it'd be nice to get into that position where we're like entrenched in the playoffs, and then have a pop at some of these. You know, have a pop at Burnley, Sheffield United, Norwich. Um, who are going to be in that next pack of games. A um, couple of bits and bobs before we finish up. I've um, got an email today about uh, Robbie Keane signing for something. No, it wasn't that. Um, it was an email from the <laughs> club um, saying that we're going to America. We're getting the Dr. Pepper Ooh. from the cooler and popping it on the slate. Um, <laughs> and we're playing three games um, I can't remember who they're against. I should have brought this up, really. But you know, hold on. I'll bring me. I'll bring the email up with the with the details in because I think it's new uh, new news for Chris as well. Before this, um, yes. Yeah, so um, on the twelfth of July for ten days, when we're going out there, we'll be facing San Antonio FC at Toyota Field uh, before travelling to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and taking oh, Albuquerque New Mexico United. Nice. I know. Oh, that- I've just. I've do you just think Lugo Nine might? Uh, do you think Lugo Nine might um, 
make some crystal meth for a laugh or something like that when he's out there. <laughs> that would be good. Some band. <laughs> I want, I want to in bad. I've just made some meth. Um, you might do something. I've like just that. finished Better Call Saul. So now yeah, I, I, well. yeah. I mean, if the social media team don't do something around that, then it's it's. I don't. Is it lazy or isn't it lazy? Because it, you could argue it's lazy to do something, but at the same time, if they don't, it's also lazy. Difficult one. Um, mm. but yeah, they we should. could like we should sign Ahmad, and then it could be breaking Ahmad. Breaking Ahmad. Would that work? Would that work? We're not, bre- no? we're not breaking breaking news, Ahmad. In yeah. brackets, mm. something like this that. This needs work. Mm. It does, yeah. Who would be a good? Who would be the Walter White of um the, of the, the squad? squad? Do you reckon? Um, probably, but we don't really. Ha- mm. No, difficult. I don't know, one, maybe Dan Ballard. I can see Dan Ballard, Ballard. being like, a, yeah. yeah, could be. I don't know. Who would who who would be the Jesse? Oh, was... We've got more Jessies than Walter White's. So yeah, we do, sure. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's offensive to pick one of them, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think um Luke Nine would be like Badger, something like that. Yeah. Um and yeah, Jesse maybe to know. So would we have, maybe someone like that, don't know. Would we have our, our sporting director as Saul? Is that is that too offensive? Yeah, actually you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely, yes. <laughs> De- absolutely, yes. Um, but, call uh, Christian. Yeah, he said <laughs> we re- we are really excited to be taking the team back to the USA in the summer of 2023. And it's been a complex planning process, <laughs> of course it has, over the past 12 months as we want to ensure uh, we combine a first-class training programme with an opportunity to engage with our overseas fan base. We hope the multi-city approach... <laughs> Fucking hell, sorry. Okay, <laughs> we hope the multi-city approach will allow plenty of supporters to engage with the team and by announcing our plans well in advance. We hope to see some familiar faces at the trip. From the UK, <laughs> he's made me swear then because I'm sorry, it's just funny, isn't it? Do you think he's like that when they book family holidays? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the multi city approach, <laughs> but going to different places. We, we've been playing three games, we're not going to play them all in the same place, are we? I mean, when does that happen anyway? Right, sorry, I'm not having a go, Christian. Sorry, it's, that's our 15%. You know, sorry, sorry, <laughs> stop. You know, you're middle. You're doing the middle manager thing, and it, you know, it obviously it, it must flare something up inside me. Um, but yeah, that's good, isn't it? So yeah, if you in, if, I know we've got a few listeners um out there in the states, so I'm sure they're already aware of it, and I'll be very excited to get the opportunity to see the team live. And uh, you know, I'm sure that it sounds like they're going to be. There's going to be selection engagement sessions that also take place with two, allowing fans to watch training sessions and meet members of the first team squad. So that'll be a nice thing. So if you're listening out there, you know, I'm sure you're very excited about that. So this is another another positive thing to add to the list. Um so yeah, that's probably about it, apart from the fact that there are still tickets available for the um 1973 uh, journey to glory at the customs house on the 27th of April. Um, ourselves hosting an event with uh, the brilliant Vic Hallam, who scored a couple of goals in that cup run and obviously starred uh, in the final. Um, and we've done some stuff with him before, um, and he, he's brilliant. So um, <clears throat> a bit different for us doing something at a theatre, so it's quite scary. Um, but the tickets have gone so like really well, so I've been like suitably s- sort of surprised and equally excited. Um, 
and it's not for another two months. You've got plenty of time to do it, but I would I would suggest getting in there and getting your tickets and 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 coming down for what should be a really good night. Um, if you go to cust- if you go to Customs House uh, website, um, you'll be able to buy tickets on there. Or if you go wisemensay.co.uk, all of the ticket information is on there, and the price to twelve pounds fifty um for the tickets in in the whole uh place, so they're not banded. So you know, fill your boots. Everyone seems to be buying tickets at the side. Um, I don't know if that's because um people just lazy and want to be get out quicker and go to the toilet or whatever. Or um, so yeah, buy some tickets in the middle. Come on, you know we don't want to be staring into a, a bank of nothingness and having to look to the left and right. Um, so yeah, do that. Um, but that's about it. Um, and Stephen, I believe, will be back tomorrow night, um, after the Rotherham game with a reaction pod with a couple of wise men say contributors, and then Matthew will return on Thursday probably. Um, to preview the Coventry game um, so keep an ear out for that and remember to go to wisemensay.co.uk and pick up the excellent written content um, from a variety of contributors um, and a, there's a variety of different regular pieces and irregular ones on there so make sure you check those out has anybody got anything else to add? No just just that I'm in charge of the website this week oh you are so aren't pre- you? prepare for big things you're Mr Manager for the website Really hilarious when it's burnt down when Richard gets back on Friday. <laughs> I mean, smoldering ruin of a website. I hope it isn't. I mean, I'm going to try know, not to. People seem to like it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> should, yeah don't yeah, do that. Fine. Yeah, it'll be it'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> you know what you're doing, I'm, I think. Mm, um, I didn't say that. Yeah. So, to say, keep an ear out and an eye out for all that content this week. Buy tickets for the live show. And once again, thank you very much for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.